0: My name's Bobby Walker with Journey of a New
1: Entrepreneur and I've got one message for you. Don't Don't be a bitch!
0: What is going on everybody? It's Bobby Walker here with the Journey of a New Entrepreneur with the Journey of a New Entrepreneur podcast. Thank you for tuning in once again. Today I've got the one, the only, Ray Notario here on the jne he's living in the nbz i love this guy and we're gonna get to him in just a second but not yet you're gonna have to wait i know he's better looking than me i know you like him more than me you're just gonna have to wait but uh first off i've just gotta say big thank you to responsibid for sponsoring the podcast and guys listen i every week i'm telling you how awesome this is but I also tell you what it does, and some people just don't, uh, just don't get it. So let me tell you something cool. Today, ResponsiBed helped me close three jobs. I, honest to God, don't remember all the totals. One of them was $4,000. One of them was around $900-ish, and then the other one was like $175, I think. Okay, But here's the cool thing. Today, none of those were jobs that came in through the website. Those were all jobs where my sales rep, Caleb, he went out. He ran the sales appointment. Everything that we do goes through Bid. About 95% of our quotes we do in person. So he does the quote in person. And then when he leaves, we put it into what we call open status. And that just means that we did a quote <clears throat> and they didn't buy from us yet. Now, if they did buy from us, we would put them in a different status, but but we have them in open status. Now, what does Bid do at that point? It stays in front of those people until they make a decision. So it's reaching out to them saying hey don't forget about us oh by the way here's why you would want to choose us look at all these reviews we got you know why we got a lot of reviews because i bought bobby walker's new entrepreneurs toolkit on nobitchzone.com and now i know how to get all these awesome reviews and check it out this is how great our company is so it stays in front of them it can send them text messages it can use syngem to send them voicemails and postcards and all that cool stuff it closes jobs whether they come through your website whether you're doing it in person or kind of something in between it's awesome Check it out. Go to jnebid.com. That's jne, like Journey of a New Entrepreneur, b i d, like Responsive Go to jnebid.com. You get a free month. You get an ex, uh, that, well, the free month is exclusive. You get a lower rate being a Journey of a New Entrepreneur listener. And last, here's like probably the best part is you get a 10 to 1 ROI guarantee. Guys, you can't lose. If you don't get a 10 to 1 return on your investment with bid, you don't pay for bid. How, why have you not already done it? It lets you close more jobs at higher ticket prices with less effort and a 10 to 1 ROI guarantee. I don't care if the thing costs $10,000 a month. Ray, if I said, hey, I've got a $10,000 a month service for you with a 10 to 1 ROI guarantee, you don't pay for it if you don't get it. Would you, would you even care what it was as long as it was legal and ethical?
1: No, and it's funny that you mentioned that because it's actually on my to-do list as one of the next things I'm going to add into my business's responsive bid. And then I've also been thinking about adding Jim because, nice. you know, as you know, as you grow, as you know, starting out from a owner-operator and you start growing, you're wearing all the hats. Mm-hmm. Once you start getting those referrals and those repeat customers you get to a point where it becomes a little overwhelming so i'm kind of at that point in my personal situation where i need to start adding some services like that to help kind of just yeah you know take a little bit of the weight off my shoulders so, well automation uh, might be taking you up on that yeah
0: well automation in general does that for you and that's what that's really why i love these these platforms so since ray mentioned send jim there i'll let me just throw this out guys you can go to jnebid.com to get the responsive bid special <laughs> send jim now actually sponsors my youtube channel and here's, here's the cool thing, guys. If you go to Send Jim's website tonight, like right this second, and look at their pricing, it's $99 a month. If you use my link, jnegem.com, if you go there, you can get it for two months for $3, all right, two months for $3, and it's $49 a month afterwards. You can't get the offer anywhere. Another exclusive if you're gonna be a sponsor on my st- my shit, you're gonna give my my uh, listeners exclusive offers they can't get anywhere else. So check them out, guys. You can go to JanieBid.com, JanieJim.com, and last and honestly not least, the the greatest. Go to NoBitchZone.com. Check out the new Entrepreneurs Toolkit on there. This week, the 8K special goes away. It's an 877 dollar course. It's worth ten times that it's worth 10 times that i had a guy on a live stream the other day who said that he bought the course he went from zero to three hundred thousand dollars in his business the course has been out for less than a year folks zero to 300 grand implementing the stuff in the course it's worth 877 if you use the promo code 8k special between now and the end of the week you save 400 bucks all right that's that ray you ready to? i'm never ready to stop selling stuff but you ready to stop selling stuff and start talking about um, life liberty and the pursuit of happiness
1: absolutely man thanks for having me
0: on well i'm glad to have you man i've i've been wanting you on the show for a long time i honestly thought you were kind of you know kind of uh hiding from me i was like i'd reach out to you and i'd be like hey mr ray you know would you be on my show and you'd be like bob talk to my assistant your assistant would never get back to me <laughs> i was starting to get a complex i was telling listeners i was telling people on live streams i'm like guys talk to ray notario and i know at least one of them did uh our mutual friend rusty i think he mentioned it to you didn't
1: he yeah yeah he's been getting at me about getting on here but (laughs) let's not forget to mention that you actually canceled on me not once but twice did i cancel uh, twice uh yeah i think the first time you had a little day drinking going on and (laughs) weren't able to make it the last time i think just stuff got crazy You got busy well
0: last week yeah we were supposed to do it last week after watchathon i think right and uh last week listen this day drinking thing guys you got to try it it's awesome Uh, especially (laughs) i think that was a disney springs day trip i took so yeah speaking of yeah i I actually uh let me let me finish this one i'll go ahead and crack yours open and and i'll join
1: one with you yeah please forgive me if i say anything i don't mean i'm already about (laughs) four four deep it's definitely been a monday over here in (laughs) north carolina
0: you know it's been a monday for me too in a different kind of way i only had one minor issue out in the field we had a had a flat tire in one of the trucks but behind me here I've got a new, awesome, you know, glass whiteboard. You know, I, I like, I, I splurged on my whiteboard. I got one that I wanted. I installed it. My It's six foot long. You know, it's like, what, three feet tall or whatever. And uh, that son of a bitch was a nightmare to hang up. <laughs> yeah, I think I cussed more in the 45 minutes I spent trying to hang that thing than uh, than I have in the last probably month. But that's hard to believe but it's probably true but anyway but yeah right i'm sorry i'm sorry i canceled on you it is what it is but you know you big-timed me i canceled on you but here we are i get it and we got to meet in person for the first time at washington last week that was pretty fun uh that was was actually uh an awesome event had a great time hanging out with you guys and uh what, what do you think of that experience just hanging out with those guys
1: i thought it was awesome you know i've only been to one other industry event uh since i started my venture and that was the pwna event which was really good and i got a lot of value but i gotta say at washathon uh it was kind of amplified because it was more of a tight niche you know everybody was kind of in the hotel together in the yeah. lobby together and you, you, it wasn't so scattered out Yeah, it's a more so- intimate type of event very much so. Yeah. And it was kind of gave me and other people the opportunity to kind of work on their specific needs in their own business and yeah. where they're at in their journey. So it was really cool. I enjoyed it a lot. Getting to meet you guys in person and not over the uh, Internet was pretty cool. So mm-hmm. I got tons of value out of it. And, and it was nice um, being able to share with some of the guys that were maybe a couple of rungs down on the ladder from me because, you know, I'm a big uh you know I'm a, I'm a big proponent for as you're climbing the ladder to success you know all don't forget to look down and help the next man up and then yeah. you know when you look up hopefully there's somebody there to give you a hand and, and get you to that next level so it was it was an awesome event uh kudos to you guys for putting on a excellent event man. well
0: thanks man well and you were a part of it too and, and we appreciate you coming out and and you know contributing as well so uh so ray let's get into this thing we've actually already started talking but uh for people that don't know let, let, let's give us the the short who is ray's story you know do you like the long walks on the beach do you you know what's your favorite kind of sandwich do you cut your pb and j's you know like angled or in half i mean you know who who is ray Natario for the people that don't know
1: yeah so you know i'm just a regular old dude uh, pretty pretty common type of guy but uh a little bit of background is I'm um, a 14-year journeyman lineman. I built power lines for a long time, kind of cr- climbed the ranks and oh well. Wow. The um in the power line industry and I uh, just woke up one day and felt like I needed to change. So, uh that's what got my wheels spinning and got me into thinking, you know, hey, what else is out there? And I fell into power washing, soft washing, roof cleaning, and yeah. um just fell in love with it so that's where i'm at right now just you know living that entrepreneurial uh, owner operator hustle and grind lifestyle which is freaking you know, awesome isn't it it's awesome it's uh, <laughs> i like to say it's uh you know it's it's you know ugly tragic almost magic awful and beautiful you know yeah. it's, <laughs> it's a constant freaking wave of emotions but uh all in all it's been amazing man it's been a great experience and i'm excited for the future so yeah that's where i'm at i
0: think that was i might have to go back and listen to that because that was such a great way to to describe entrepreneurship because it is it's like you know in the same day you're going to be like oh my god this is freaking awesome and then you're going to be like motherfucker i've got to go i need to do something else you know and 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 it's not just that that happens in the same day. That'll happen like four times in the same day. You know, I mean, it's just up and down and up and down, you know. And uh, we were talking a little bit before we went live. You know, my days, minus this whiteboard that I hung up today that absolutely whipped my ass. And uh, I'm just, I'm really embarrassed. uh, I was was on purpose, Ray, trying not to hit studs because I was going to use these. Um, anchors you know that's easier just use these anchors anyway so i'm like i looked like i saw where an electrical outlet was i'm like i'm not going to hit any studs here i put it up and it has like one two three four five six you know little things you got to put in and you got to do them just right and measure them and laser level and i did it and i got them all drilled and then i got to the last two over here and they were like not on a stud but they weren't off of a stud so like you couldn't put an anchor in but you couldn't like get into the stud so anyway it it sucked man it was like one of my worst entrepreneurial (laughs) days for a long long time but but anyway yeah yeah, today's been a good day minus that damn that damn whiteboard but um so how long ago did you start uh the pressure washing business and actually before you answer that you you were probably making some pretty good money doing the uh, lineman thing too right
1: yeah i actually was making really really good money a lot better money than what i'm making presently Mm -hmm. um so it was it was definitely tough. Uh, another big hurdle was kind of the judgment from all of my peers, the people that I had, had great relationships with, in uh, line work. You know, they're like, "Man, what are you doing, dude? You're mm-hmm. doing, you're pressure washing? Like, come on, man! You know." And it, that's one of the biggest struggles, even to this day, is just you know the the judgment and the opinions of others. I mm-hmm. find that that's even even to this day that that is a, a really big hurdle is getting over that. And like you say, I know you like to say, you know, don't be a bitch. A bitch is someone that, uh, doesn't pursue their dreams based off of what other people think and say. Right. Yeah. And, um, it's tough, man, because everybody's got a freaking opinion, mm-hmm. you know, and they don't mind sharing it. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, well, and it's also it's good money. Not,
0: it's not like, it's not like you left your career to go open. uh, you know, a car, a high-end car dealership, or to go, you know, I'm gonna be an attorney now, or you know, you, you opened it or, or you left it, and you're gonna go pressure wash stuff, you know. And now, listen, I I've, I I own what I do, you know. I mean, I love it, you know. It's like now I'm at the point where people ask what you do. I'm like, ah, oh, I got a you know pressure washing company, you know. I, I try to play it down at that point, but. You know, it's not like you did some big prestigious thing. So that makes it even worse for the people that are on the outside looking in because they're thinking, what are you doing? You know, like Bubba over here pressure washing my driveway for 25 bucks. You're going to go do that, you know? And, and, yeah. uh, Cody was talking about that at Washathon. I don't know if you were in there when he was, uh, uh, let he was that at Washathon? I'm pretty sure it was. Um, I think he was sharing a story about like when he, when he left to, uh, uh, quit his regular job and, and start soft washing and everything and his his dad took him to the side now son you got a good job are you sure you <laughs> you sure you want to do this but yeah um,
1: but yeah, yeah family it's good stuff. family will do it your friends you know people your co-workers and stuff like that because you know i went from being in a kind of macho alpha male type role to you know you know a pretty good career to Hey, I'm out here knocking on doors and they see me putting YouTube or Facebook videos up. Hey, Ray with Clean Home Power Washing, we're, you know, washing houses, this and that. So there was a big period of vulnerability that I had yeah. to overcome during that time because, you know, I was just like I went from being up here to in a lot of people's eyes to being way down here in a lot of people's eyes. But to me, I was way above all of that. Yeah. You know, and so that's why. I just had to stay true to my vision stay true to myself and understand that you know even you know the people really just care about you even your family so when they're making they're saying these opinions they're really just trying to protect you so i had to learn how to not take those things personal and just stay grinding you know stay pushing towards what i was trying to accomplish and that's what kind of helped me get through that first that first six months to a year Mm -hmm. and after that now it's like you know how you like me now I
0: love it. That was kind of going to be my next question was when you got to that point. How long have you been in the business now?
1: Not too long. What? A couple of years? years? Uh, April of 2019 was my uh, first job. Oh, okay. So uh, just a little over a year then,
0: you know, a year and a half
1: maybe. Yeah, so, this would be yeah. my first full year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Nice, dude. So you're killing it, man. That's really, really impressive. The, uh, you know, I didn't get any... Uh, At least to my face, Uh, I'm sure there was a lot of it said, you know, when I wasn't listening. But I didn't get any of that talk whenever I went into this from people. Um, But I tend to cut people out of my life pretty quick. And I and I'm like, I love people. Like I love. I'm an extrovert. I need those relationships. But I'm just one of those guys where it's like, you know, if you're if you're just gonna be a asshole or a, a a negative person, I just I just don't really have a lot of room for them. So maybe it was that. Maybe I'm such an asshole I just don't have any friends and so I didn't have anyone to talk shit on me. I don't know. But my son Caleb, which you haven't met Caleb, but when he's, he was in high school when we started this thing. So could you imagine being in high school and telling people you're starting a window cleaning company? And he got all kinds of shit and um you know people that he wasn't friends with because he was at a big school and it was a new school for him that year and you know they were giving him a hard time and and then he had had made a couple of buddies and uh they they were calling him a window licker you know and giving him a hard time and uh the way he solved that was having them be in the car with him when he'd go to the bank to deposit his checks and then they stopped uh they stopped giving him shit real quick after that. So. Yeah,
1: it's amazing how quick uh the general public will switch sides on you man, mm-hmm. you know. But again, it just goes back to Staying focused on what's important, what's Mm going to help your business, what's going to help you as a person, your family, you know, just as easy as it Mm -hmm. sounds, you know, Hey, don't, don't worry about it. Don't give them the time of day. It's just natural. You know, we're geared up to just care about what the tribe thinks, you know, what, Mm -hmm. what other people think. So it's hard to get away from that. But at the same time it is possible because I'm living proof of it. Obviously you're living proof of it. You just got to stay focused, on your vision as much as possible and good things are going to happen. Well, you know,
0: you, what you said is so true is now I'm going to use everyone in, in a general you know, not literally everyone, but everyone cares what other people think, you know, and there, before you type in the chat guys and say, I don't care what people think. If you don't care what we think, you wouldn't have told us. You don't care what we think you do care. That's why you just said, I don't care what you think, you know, um, there's very few people that don't. And even though, you know, uh, I'll, I'll kind of use a different term for what you were just describing, but it's like knowing your why. You know, you're talking about basically knowing what you need to do to build the business and what's healthy for you. As long as you remember your why, um, to quote Josh Latimer, it doesn't matter how hard it is. It only matters if it's worth it. And that's, you know, that's what gets me through that stuff. So I didn't have like that particular struggle But, uh, just because, like I said, I don't know, maybe I'm an asshole and I don't have enough friends, but, uh, but I didn't have that particular issue, but the, um, but the other ones, what always helps me is it's like, you know, closing your eyes and not looking at where I'm at today or what tomorrow looks like, but like knowing that I'm on the road that's heading to that destination down there. And that's where I want to be. And because so many times I wanted to quit, um, I would never admit it in the moment. Like I wouldn't admit it to anyone on the youtube channel i wouldn't admit it to my wife no one but there was times i really would like be tempted thinking god if i just quit because i had a good job too now i I think as a lineman you were probably making more than me but i had a good job i was making about 150k and you know doing pretty good cushy life and uh i'd be like man i could go get a job right now i could just go get a job not deal with this bullshit not have to worry about you know making payroll and everything but every time i would have those temptations I'd always go back to, but that doesn't get me to where I want to be. All that does is make today's pain go away for just a little bit. But I know if I'll endure it, I can, you know, get to that fruity drink on the beach is what I always say. You know, that's kind of my why is I want to have my wife with me sitting on the beach, you know, having a good time while my wife's looking over there at the boat, I'll be checking out the you know, 18 year olds over there in the bikinis and we're, we're just both going to be having a great time and it's going to be awesome. So that's my wife. So.
1: <laughs> nice, man. Yeah, that's a good one. And yeah, it's, it's completely natural to have those type of feelings. I see that a lot with, you know, young guys that are just getting started and you can see the anxiety just pouring out of their eyes and their ears mm-hmm. and the fear. But the thing that I've realized is that Like you talked about the feeling of wanting to quit. Man, I had that earlier today. Yeah, I've done become best friends with that feeling (laughs) because I know that if I feel that, I'm in the right place. Mm -hmm. Because if you didn't give a shit, if you didn't care about what you were doing, you wouldn't have that anxiety. You wouldn't have that fear. That just lets you know how important your vision is to you. So Mm -hmm. now I've learned to, when I start feeling those emotions come on, that fear, that anxiety, that doubt, I'm like, all right, let's go because Mm -hmm. I'm in the right place now. If I don't feel those things, if I'm just kind of like whatever, like a tree in the wind, then what the what am I doing? I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. So um it helps out just to kind of understand that those types of thoughts and feelings are healthy in your business because unless you know, hey man, I'm doing the right thing. Nice.
0: So why pressure washing?
1: So you know, I know you you kind of just wanted to get out of the old
0: career, but why into this one?
1: Uh, So in the back of my mind, I always had pressure washing back there, even as you know, building power lines. It was always just kind of a a thought that was planted back there. And the reason why is because I worked at a barbecue place with my best friend. And he ended up coming to me one day and saying, hey, um, I'm moving to Augusta, Georgia. My dad's got a company called Realty Ready, where they get these houses ready to sell them on the market. He was married to a woman that uh, her father was a big real estate guy he had like $8 million worth of real estate. So we went down there moved to Augusta, Georgia, at like mm-hmm. 17 years old to start this pressure washing business. But all we did was work for this one guy. Like we didn't know anything about sell advertising, marketing or building a business. Yeah. We were basically just filling work orders mm-hmm. that his dad was sending to us. But we did start printing out flyers and taping them to mailboxes. And started getting a lot of side work too. And we were making up to like $800 a week a piece as 17 year old kids. Damn! And uh, we were young and stupid and it just blew up on us. Well, yeah, we you, just moved back home.
0: And you were probably spinning it just as fast as you were making it probably back oh, then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Like we were just partying and being idiots. Yeah. And uh, so anyway, that came to an end really fast, like within six, seven months. So we went back home with our tails tucked between our legs and, mm-hmm. uh, and he went into the army. He joined the 82nd Airborne. Oh wow! And I went into the apprenticeship to become a journeyman lineman. So that seed was planted from that point where I was like, you know, man, there's some money in that pressure washing. Mm-hmm. So,
0: and how old are you now, I, Ray?
1: I'm 36.
0: No shit, yeah, dude. I thought you were like 28 years old, man. Uh, that not, and that's a compliment. I th- fuck you, fuck you, you good-looking son of a bitch. <laughs> I didn't know you were that old. I thought you were still a pup, man. That's uh that's Hey, I started oh. on, man. <laughs> nah, uh, no. I hate no. you it's even like, more. I was like, yeah, he's a good-looking dude. Give him 10 years. Well, n- now oh, you got shit. the 10 years and god god son of a bit i probably would have punched you at watch if i would have known that
1: so. i'm glad i didn't say nothing <laughs> that's too good i would have been a good scrap <laughs>
0: yeah i you look, listen if i can't take you out in the first you know 15 20 seconds uh, i'm dead i'm, I'm toast so uh, start tapping yeah yeah i'm just gas at that point
1: <laughs> yeah so but that was when the seed got planted and then um Whenever I started having those mixed emotions about going back to work, I actually had a job scheduled in California when they started having all the wildfires for PG and E and I was supposed to go out there and be an inspector for them and the whole time I just had this like anxiety building. I didn't want to go. didn't want to go and, uh, started actually a friend of mine was power washing a couple counties over and he was telling me about the money he was making, so I started YouTubing and just came across a bunch of videos, Rob Anderson's videos um, Ben Hill's videos. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I watched some of your videos, you know, and just mm. tried to Jason Guyman's videos yep. and started building a little bit of knowledge about it. And I said, Hey, I can do this. Mm-hmm. So, and that's when it all started. So the next thing I did was, lo- uh, bought the power washer from the pressure wash store or the power wash store, like 1500 bucks, maybe about $2,000 full investment, started knocking on doors and, um, have it looked back since
0: nice man that's uh, that's cool that's really cool so what are your if you know some of us don't even know we're just kind of i always uh, like that for uh that quote from the joker in the dark night when he's like i'm just like a dog chasing cars i don't even know what i would do if i actually caught one but do you have a, a long-term vision for the business or are you just kind of figuring it out as you go
1: yeah. I'm still trying to develop that because it's always changing. It's like an open document, you know, one yep. day I'm like, man, I'm going to scale this up and have like 20 trucks. And the next day I'm like, you know what, I just want to be the most profitable owner operator that's ever lived, mm-hmm. you know? So I go from both of those spectrums. Uh, but right now at the present moment, you know, I am starting to realize that this is not sustainable for me to continue to grow the company, grow yeah. the name, get more, you know, more and more people are calling like today we just fired our google ads campaign back up and we had like nine estimate requests today i'm out there running the jobs by myself yeah and uh, it's just not sustainable so i uh, tried to compensate with like really high-end equipment to up the efficiency to take care yeah. of that but i still realized that eventually i'm gonna have to scale to some extent which is why i'm like gonna start adding in like bid and yeah. send gym and and maybe some some other things to try to take myself out, maybe a call answering service at some point or hiring. I, I mean, I actually did a coaching call earlier today with Dan Plata oh, for nice. an hour and got some really, you know, we, we went over my PNL and looked at all the numbers. Mm-hmm. And I was just trying to make some good business decisions on like hiring and should I LLC, you know, getting a payroll service and mm-hmm. things like that. So mm. so I am going to grow the business that's that's my goal um do you have any employees right this second yeah yeah i have one guy big john that works with me Mm
0: -hmm. now so when you say scale so is your goal uh, and of course you reserve the right to change your mind i'm i'm the same way but you know with your current mindset um you know so let's just look at next year is the plan to be on the truck next year uh not at all a part of the year you know what what are you thinking as far as that's concerned
1: yeah. So next year, my goal is to hit it hard during the busy parts of the month. And once we start hitting that curve and it starts slowing down, say around September of next year, that's when I want to start implementing systems and start weaning myself out of the field. So I'm hoping that big John steps up to the plate. He can be my lead guy, maybe bring in an office admin and um, you know hire a couple techs because we, we've we got the equipment now. We've got the trailer set up. we got a flatbed that's in the shop right now getting built out and we also bought a skid from lee ellis oh nice down over it yeah, yeah it's down my guy Ohio. yeah
0: yeah
1: mm-hmm. and uh so we've got the pickup truck we're going to build it out so yeah we're, we're definitely going to scale it up uh mid to late 2021 that's for my you. goal right now
0: well you know that's the you know on the whole like should you be owner operator should you should you grow like uh aaron parker you know at most most, if not all of you guys listening, you know, know Aaron, he's over at lean and mean Academy on YouTube and you know, his whole, uh, I don't want to use the word stick, but just for lack of a better term right now, you know, his whole, or maybe I should say his whole angle is be, you know, lean and mean, you know, be a one man, maybe two, but really or a one truck or maybe two operation, um, real lean, big profits, you know? Um, and truth be told, it's like for a period of time, you can make a lot more money doing that you know, like, like Aaron, I don't know what his finances are in his business, but if he's out there busting ass, cranking it out every day, you know, being on the truck or even you Ray, you know, what you're doing, I guarantee you, you're taking home more money than I'm taking home right now. Uh, You know, and I'm, I'm sitting here and I've got, you know, well, I have four trucks. I only got three on the road right now, but, uh, you know, here I am. I got, you know, four trucks. If I want to try to brag and, and, uh, you know, technicians and a sales guy and this and that, but I'm, In that area they call cash flow purgatory and when you start scaling if you're doing it at a rapid speed like i'm trying to do here well like i am doing here um there's not a lot of money left at the end with that aggressive growth and i was hoping that this year i was going to be able to punch through um uh punch through that that barrier covid's kind of had a different uh different plan for me but i still think next year i'm going to be able to be past that you know cash flow purgatory uh situation because this quarter four is already starting not really good for us but my point i as i'm rabbit trailed down there that wasn't even my point my point is you can make more money for a period of time when you're small now if you're scaling you can make a lot more money if you want to get big you know six seven eight trucks, you can start making some serious cash but um the big problem for me and this is really for anyone out there the main reason i disagree with wanting to stay on the truck is what happens if you get hurt now your entire livelihood's gone and that's why you know that's why i don't recommend to people doing that not because it's not glamorous or not worthy it's just like man just it doesn't even have to be when you're on the job what what if you're uh, what if you're on vacation and you're at wet and wild and you step on a slip, slick area and you fall and you hit the back of your head and all of a sudden you can't walk right anymore. You know, you're, you're, you're done. You're toast. But if you have scaled yeah. and you have a, a team in place, they can c- continue to do that. And, you know, while I was at Washington, I had guys here making money for me, you know, and that's, that's the part that I like about it. So
1: anyway that's my two cents absolutely, you don't have to respond man. to that yeah you know you're, you're absolutely right that, that's definitely a big thing that's in the back of my head too is when you're the owner operator yeah you might be bringing in massive mm-hmm. gross profits you might be mm-hmm. bringing home a lot of money you got less headache but you also are super super volatile like your yeah. business can literally go away with one like back throw out or mm-hmm. acl tear so that totally makes sense and you know, to add to that, going back to what I was saying, like, it's, it's a beautiful idea, man, no employees, no Mm -hmm. headache. You know, I just make all this money. It's just me. I'm out there just, you know, living like a free bird. (laughs) And it is awesome, especially for guys like me, because I love to wash like it when I'm washing houses, dude, I'm just like, you know, it's really like an artist. huh? Yeah. 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 I'm just like giving it hell, man, in love and light. But um, it's, it's not sustainable because as the business grows, man, you're going to wear out. You're going to burn out mm-hmm. yeah. no matter how big your why is. Yeah. The time will come. The fuck out.
0: Yeah. The time will come. Yeah. No, I couldn't so, agree more. So, uh, do you think that, uh, and, and I'll share my, my opinion on with my business too, because I'm kind of un I think I know what I want to do. I'm not positive, but do you, do you foresee yourself wanting to sell the business one day or do you think it's something that you want to kind of keep and make it an ATM type of thing for you?
1: Yeah. I, as of right now, I think I'd like to keep it and just have it, you know, forever, and you know, try to make it a household name and start working on, um, branding, you know, after I get to that point where I've actually done enough work in the community to make it worth branding. But, um, you know, you can't ever count anything out. Things change. So yeah. at some point, I, I definitely, after talking to Dan earlier on that phone call, I'm starting to realize, like, you know, you need to build the business as if you're going to sell it, whether or not you are or not.
0: So exactly. I'm yeah. But, and because towards that. if it's sellable, that means that it's A, profitable, and B, doesn't depend on you for everything. So if it's sellable, you but you don't want to sell it, you're making money and you have freedom. If it's sellable and you want to sell it, you're making money, you know, and you have freedom. Uh, if it's not sellable, and you're making money, it means every, you know you have you probably have a bus factor of one. Which I don't, have you heard that term before? The bus factor. No, I haven't. It's one that Dan uses, and it's kind of in Dan's circle with Dan and Michael Kaplan and Michael uh, Dalkey. But basically, so Michael Kaplan and Dolkey, and they're my business partners, and uh, they do a lot of investing. And one of the things they look at when they evaluate companies is the bus factor. And basically what they say is, how many people need to get hit by a bus before this business can't operate anymore? And most of us, it's one. Now, if if I got hit by a bus, um, if I got hit by a bus, I'm going to, my business is going to last for a little bit. I mean, not six months. I bet you, I bet you it could limp along for two or three, you know, maybe, you know, know, limp along a little bit, but I've I've got a bus factor of one still at this point. And the point is, you know, we want to try to grow our business to where you know, we have a bus factor of, you know, five or six. You know, we got, we got to take five people out before this thing can't, you know, can't operate anymore. And the, uh, before I share my thought on me selling or not, guys, I just want to say everyone in the chat, uh, if you have any questions for Ray or myself, but if you have any questions for Ray, ask them now. And then here in a few minutes, I'm going to run through the questions and I will, um, you know we'll see what ray has to say about him so go ahead and throw them in the chat oh pest society he says uh he's the guy he says thanks bobby i grew my pest business from zero to three hundred thousand with the course so that's uh that's the best testimonial i've heard and you know like i said the course hasn't been out for uh for a whole year yet but uh guys just go to uh no and use the promo code for this week only 8k special save 400 bucks on it um all right so uh as far as selling the business, I originally thought I wanted to, you know, um, you know, Josh Latimer, who I, I have a great deal of love and respect for, you know, his whole thing is automate, grow, sell, you know, automate your business, grow it and sell it. And I thought, oh, I think that's what I'm going to do, you know, because I had no vision when I first started this thing other than, hey, let's try to pay rent next month. And then, you know, I start listening to Josh and I'm like, oh, I'm going to sell my business and I'll get rich. Well, the, the truth is businesses like ours, they don't sell for high multiples, you know, and, and they don't sell for a multiple of your top line revenue either, you know, they're going to sell for, um, you know, a good one is going to sell for probably a multiple of three ish, you know, maybe four of your net profit. And if you're an owner operator, you know, if you're the solo guy, your net profits, not what you think it is, you know, if you think you're profiting 50%, that's you're, you're really not, you know, that's not how the profit, you know, yes, you're putting that money in your pocket, but from someone that would be looking at a business, you know, uh, a solo operated company is not a very viable company, but uh, you know, uh, the net profit, a uh, pretty healthy one for most businesses that have, you know, multiple trucks and stuff like that is around 20%. That's, that's a pretty solid one. So if you did a million dollars in revenue and you had a net profit of 20%, that's 200K. So you could sell your million dollar business for four hundred, six hundred thousand dollars. Not exactly it's not exactly go buy a private island kind of money. You know, you can't live forever on something like that. So I think uh for me, I think businesses like this, if you're will you know, if if you got them dialed in and you're willing to deal with the headache, you know, of of running the business, I think they're more valuable as that. ATM that's giving you those distributions. Even if I have a manager in place and the profits a little smaller because I'm paying a manager to run it, the fact that it can provide me an income, I can do other things, I think that's what I'm looking for is building the business to where I don't have to be involved in it, uh, you know, on a weekly basis even and um and be able to focus on some other ventures. So we'll see. You never know. You know, never say never. But if someone offers me a crazy amount of money, I'll take it. But I yeah, that's probably not going to happen.
1: So. Yeah. It's like you said, you know, build it like you're going to sell it regardless. Because mm-hmm. if you're doing that, then you're keeping everything nice and clean. If you're not building it like you're going to sell it, that means you probably got some sloppy Joes in there somewhere in your business structure. <laughs> so it's just another way to kind of keep you accountable and make sure you, you dot your I's and cross your T's and all that good stuff.
0: Yeah. Yep. So Ray, I gotta ask you a super important question here, um, and I don't think you listen to the show, so you maybe have never heard this, but I do ask this of most of my guests. Um, I actually think I forgot the last on the last interview I did, but uh, this question really uh, lets the listeners and myself know who you really are. You know what you're really made of. You know what kind of person are you? integrity character all that good stuff it's a pretty simple question um in a fight to the death would you rather fight one gigantic horse-sized duck or a thousand duck-sized horses fight to the death no weapons just just your, your fist your feet you know one horse-sized duck a thousand duck-sized horses.
1: Yeah, I gotta go with the um, I gotta go with the horse-sized duck for sure, man. Are you shitting me? Uh, absolutely, because that way you got one target. You know, you can give it everything you got. If you lose, you lose like a man. But if you got a, you know, a hundred freaking. Little tiny horses coming at you. Have you Man. ever seen those things fight in the Philippines? Have you ever seen youtube horse fighting?
0: I don't think you've ever seen those a... little
1: things are vicious. You've brother. never
0: seen a duck-sized horse though.
1: No, I haven't. But you I don't... have seen them. A...
0: How, how scared horse. would
1: you be of a thousand Chihuahuas?
0: Because that's essentially a duck-sized horse. I'd be
1: terrified.
0: Oh god, I have a Chihuahua. They're they're nothing. I step on him all the time. He he doesn't do anything to me. So uh now nah, listen man i'm disappointed ray i i'm i'm in the thousand horse size or duck-sized horse camp simply because it take no effort a, a, a duck-sized horse i mean their mouth would be that big they wouldn't be able to bite you they're not going to be able That you know they're going to weigh five pounds i just yeah, i just step on them you know i just step on them so
1: uh maybe i'm just a glutton for punishment man. <laughs> maybe i'm just up to the challenge
0: <laughs> oh shoot so ray if you're going to start over so you could rewind 18 months <clears throat> what would you do different knowing what you know now
1: uh i would have started sooner uh that'd be the first thing i'd do the second thing i would do is implement uh the things that i know works sooner because i was definitely one of those guys that was stuck in the old analysis paralysis deal where yep. i just sat there and over analyzed and Was waiting for approval from other guys i had to hear somebody else say hey this will work this is a good idea Mm -hmm. and uh a lot of valuable time got wasted and you know at this point in the game i realized that above all time is the most valuable thing that we have so um i can't get the time back but uh if i could i would definitely have started sooner i would have gotten you know dove into the things that i knew no work because really and truthfully bobby I'm sure you probably feel this way at this point It's really not rocket science and it's pretty damn simple. What we get held up on the most of what I see guys that come to me and ask me for advice is they're just waiting for somebody to say, Hey man, that's a good idea. Yeah, You should do it. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And if, if they don't hear that, then they don't feel compelled to, to, you know, start the, start the process. What do you think your biggest mistake was over the last 18
0: months? Business-wise, Ooh. not personal. We don't need to know about her. Yeah,
1: for real. I was about <laughs> to go on a tangent. I was going to grab another beer. But anyway, yeah, so I've made several, but uh, probably one of the biggest ones I made was um, mm, not implementing systems soon yep. enough. Really? That would probably be the biggest one you know, cause I was just kind of doing everything on the fly, writing mm-hmm. things in a book. Oh you know, I was yeah. Try- yeah. not adding in the CRM and the other stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, guys, if you are not
0: using a CRM, you're just, listen, you're just hurting yourself. And guys, h- here's the thing. It always frustrates me and I understand why, like I would ask the question too, but listen, every person, you know, that's running a business like you want to own, Now, Ray, I'm not talking to you. I'm just talking to people listening. Every person you know that's running a business like you want tells you get a CRM. Stop asking why. Stop needing to get it all lined out. Get a damn CRM so you can take care of your customer base, take care of the information, take care of the schedule, take care of the payment. Everything's in one place. Stop thinking you know better than everyone else and do it. Because every person that owns a business like what you have that did not have a CRM at the beginning all say the same thing.
1: I regret not doing that at the beginning. So, um yeah, by far my biggest mistake. I think I waited like six months into my business venture before I did actually get the CRM. I'm doing everything with notepads yeah. and Word documents and yeah. Google Calendar, thinking, oh man, $500 a year. That's, I had no idea that the ROI would be like the biggest out of every other thing I would, I would you know purchase yeah since i started yeah so
0: so um ray let's get into a couple questions here and then um we, we'll, we'll keep chatting before we log off but uh right. yeah you know, so we're not we're not getting off here anytime soon but let's go into a couple questions <laughs> um let me go back see if i can uh, see where that started all right <laughs> jason hefner he says 36 man i've got some hard city miles on me <laughs> uh gobro says uh g-e-a-u-x he must be a uh, uh what lsu tiger fan i'm i'm assuming gobro says ray needs to do a josh turner cover album i don't know who josh turner is but he's probably just some
1: guy. country singer yeah okay there we go yeah
0: um mark Rhodes says he thinks he's going to be a two or three truck guy he should be off the truck in the next six months nice Let's see here. Uh, Roger Adcock says you're inspiring and thank you. So uh, there you go. Um, Sky High says, uh, oh, he, he went, speaking of rescheduling, I had to reschedule on him uh on a podcast this week, right? He said you're not the right. only guy, yeah. Um, all right, so Jason Hefner, he says, is two trucks the sweet spot? I'll I'll take that question real fast. Um, Jason, I don't know that there's a sweet spot um two trucks depending on how you're running your business could still be a really really tight time financially if you're trying to scale aggressively and get to truck number three um two trucks could make you a lot of money if you're like okay now i'm going to stay lean and mean and and keep my expenses down and not have a uh, shop that i'm paying for and stuff like that so there i so the answer is two trucks the sweet spot yes and no It, it really depends on your goals it depends on how you're running your business and uh, the speed at which you want to grow it uh let's see here oh yeah pesticide I already mentioned that um okay jason says ray how to get to 10k so ray uh jason has a goal this uh this month to be his first ten thousand dollar month you got any advice for him on that
1: yeah i mean It would really just depend on where he's at with his business. Like what, uh, what all marketing avenues and advertising, but my advice for guys starting out is always to do the boots on the ground, get a postcard made up, do some door knocking, hand the postcard out every job that you get. Take as much time as possible, go above and beyond on those houses. Make sure you're doing your five or 10 arounds. I like to go and give a little knock on the door to the customers around the house that I'm doing, because it's kind of not a cold knock. You're already, they already yeah. heard your machine. They know you're there. So go up, give a little knock and just say, Hey, you know, we're taking care of Bob and Susie's house. If you need anything, give us a call. Don't make it real painful because, um, you know, one thing I learned from a book that I just got done finished reading is, um, it's, uh, Stephen Pressfield, the guy that wrote the legend of Bagger Vance. Mm-hmm. I've not read
0: that, but I know of it.
1: Yeah. So he's a really good, he's big on self help stuff too, as well. But uh, he's got a book called No One Wants to Read Your Shit. Hmm. And uh, the whole thing is about how people hate ads. Nobody really wants to read anything. And it's not that they're cruel or mean. They're just busy. No, yeah. people are busy. That means people you go door knocking on, people you're handing out flyers to, you pass a business card. So, it's real important, especially starting out to just streamline your message, like make it nice, short, sweet, streamline it to your prospect. And that's going to increase your, uh, your prospect rate and, and ultimately your close rate because people are going to be more inclined to do business with you, but starting out, if you're trying to get to 10 K implement the two foot rule, anybody that's in your bubble, you start a conversation up with them and let them know who you are, what you can do for them, do some door knocking, order some yard signs, you know, on Friday nights, make it a point to put 20 of them out, implement a marketing calendar. Uh, I keep mine on a dry eraser board behind me. So I have to see it every day. It kind of helps me stay accountable. I was actually going to comment on that. I was impressed with that. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. And you know, people, a lot of self-help guys are, you know, they'll say, put sticky notes and put stuff around your bathroom mirror, uh, above your bed, just anything that's going to help, try to make yourself stay as accountable as possible. The to do list is big, always keeping a to do list daily. Not, you know, not like, Oh, these are things I need to do this. Love month. That. Like these yeah. are the things I have to do today. I call it to do everyday. Yeah, absolutely. This is by far the biggest ROI I've ever gotten. Cause it's like five bucks for the pack of these. And <laughs> you write down your daily goals and I call it the accountability mirror because I know today I want to get all these things done. And I'm going to have to look at this again and it's gonna if i know if i don't have a bunch of crosses through all these then wasn't a good this mirror is gonna let me know that i'm full of shit and i'm not doing what i need to do i'm getting caught up on people's opinions i'm getting caught up on social media i'm getting caught up on the haters and Mm -hmm. all the bs like you have haters oh i don't personally (laughs) i don't not that i know of but you know that's a big thing people get caught up on you know the thing is is like people love to hate so they love you yeah. and they hate you yeah. like don't don't give them your energy because the person that hates you today could be your biggest fan next week mm-hmm. you know people change their opinions so don't get too caught up on that shit
0: i like it good stuff all right um so jose garcia he says i'm working my 8 to 5 every day i'm itchy to start my pressure washing business should i quit my day job and start focusing on getting clientele Or find my clientele after 5 p.m. on weekends? You want to take that one? We can both answer. I'll let you go first. Now,
1: he's wanting to say that one more time. I'm sorry.
0: Essentially, he's got a full-time job, and he's asking, should he just quit his job and try to start the business, or should he try to get business first and then quit the job?
1: yeah so that would be a yes and no question yeah There's it, just so many answer. variables it's kind of like when people say should i rinse the roof you know yes and no if there's mm-hmm. vegetation underneath there's no gutters then you, you should you should cover the plants if not then you know let the gutters do it so if, if as long as you feel like you've put in your due diligence and you've put in the time you understand you know that you need to get a business card you need to get some postcards, you need to get some yard signs, and you got to be willing to go knock on some doors. If you've already come to grips with all that and got those things in line, absolutely go ahead and quit the job. I guarantee you if you give 100%, you will succeed. Mm-hmm. Now, the problem comes in eventually you ha- there might be some
0: failure you- along that path of success. Oh, yeah. yeah, there's yeah. going
1: to be tons of failures and challenges and fears and and again, that's just let you know you're in the right place. If you're feeling the anxiety, you're feeling the fear, that means you're in the right spot, so be happy because a lot of people are just numb to life. They're just mm-hmm. zombies running around, like no purpose, no vision. So when you feel those feelings, don't get too caught up. Like It's, it's not a bad thing. It's good. But going back to, to the, um, the boots on the ground stuff, as long as you've come to grips and you've got those things in place, then go ahead and quit the job because here's the big conundrum. If you have the plan B, you know, the job, the the crutch, that's gonna I don't care if it's say it's only gonna take thirty percent away, maybe only ten percent away, you still are only given a percentage of your energy to your business. Mm -hmm. So when it fails, you're always gonna have in the back of your mind, I didn't give it a hundred percent. Yep. And I promise anybody and everybody, if you give it a hundred percent, you will succeed. It's Mm -hmm. just it's just not possible to fail if you give it a hundred percent. Yeah. But
0: um. Yeah, I actually agree with you, and you know, I actually had a. I don't know if you were in there when I was doing my presentation because I know a lot of the instructors, you know, were in and out. But I, I, I skipped through this part at Washathon because I was kind of behind on time. But an analogy I always love that goes with exactly what you're saying. Is I'll talk about the Raptors from Jurassic Park, the original movie. Did you, you know, I'm sure you watched the original Jurassic Park way back when, probably so. Oh, yeah. And there was a scene where they said the Raptors kept attacking the electrical fence. And they were like, why are they doing that? And he says, well, they're not attacking it in the same spot. They're systematically hitting that electrical fence and they'll take the shock and then they back up and hit another spot and then they back up and hit another spot looking for that weakness where they can eventually bust through and eventually they did and i think that's i think that analogy ties in so well to what ray just said is you'll have success now you might get kicked in the teeth for a couple months on your on your way to getting your traction and your success but if you're doing the right things to the right people and you're doing them every day you you, you're you're going to get there If you can deal with the squeeze and the pain of temporary failure, because I I just, I I would, I normally would just say failure, but I just, I want to say it's temporary. You know, failure is a great thing because failure is just another step on on my path to greatness. You know, it's just another step there. So, so, so Jose, I'm going to kind of echo what Ray said. It's yes and no. You Jose are the determining factor here. Now, if you don't live in Florida, I would say this is a terrible time to quit your job to start a pressure washing company because the season for most parts of the country is coming to an end. You know, you're we're on the tail end of it here. There's usually a nice little bump here in October, and then it kind of goes away until, uh, you know, until spring. So if you were going to do pressure washing only, probably not a good idea to quit, you know, in the last month or so of the season. But if it was, you know, March or April – um, you know, I, I don't know, bro. What are you made of? You know, uh, do you, do you accept excuses? Do you give excuses or are no excuses accepted or given? Um, you know, are you willing to hit the pavement when the sun comes up, not stop until it goes down, and then work on cold calls? You know, when it is dark, you know, if you're that guy and you can do it every day for a long freaking time, maybe you need to quit. If you question your uh, determination, um maybe you shouldn't i know this i um i've got to be honest i i i would not have succeeded um had i not lost my job you know if i would have tried this if i would have done a side gig i would have been too cushy with my regular job and and i wouldn't have got there um the fact that i lost my job dude i didn't have a choice I knew I had to hit the ground running every day to get there, and that's why we had success. So I'm sorry we can't give you a definitive. uh, We'll give you a definitive. Definitively, yes, you should, and definitively, no, you shouldn't. You're you're the wild card on that one. Um, uh, Jason, I think it's Hefner is uh, how I say your last name, Jason. He says, Ray, in one of your uh, bid videos, you said you add a simple thing to clean to add value. Any tips on what you aim for? I'm not sure what he means. Do you know what he means? Uh, oh, I think, okay. I think what he's saying is, do you do something for free? Like, like you, uh, when you're out to do someone's house, like, do you see a little thing and you just, just clean it oh, for free? Yeah, or like, that? the
1: one thing I like to do, a little trademark thing, is if I go out to a job, I'll try to find recognize something small on the property whether it's a commercial bid or a residential bid and um, if I feel like I'm losing the the sale mm-hmm. I'll say hey look if uh, you know I'll add that in for free or let them know that we'll we'll add that in free of charge it's kind of just build the value to kind of get them back because as you know, when you're selling the job man it's a it's a dance it's a dance mm-hmm. and if you make one wrong move or you step on their toes the phone call can hit really yeah. fast okay so, <laughs> yeah uh, so the tip would be here. find
0: something that is cheap and easy for you to clean that looks like it has a lot of value to the customer that's ultimately what yeah you like try. a patio
1: you know a little small patios yep. on the back you know if you feel like you're losing the sale, maybe offer to throw that in for free or something like that all right cool cool
0: um yep. So Emerson says, would net profit be after savings? Um no, it's not after savings. So essentially anything that hits your PL, everything that hits your PL is stuff that does not hit your balance sheet. So your balance sheet tends to be assets. So if you buy a truck, you know, let's say if you spent fifteen thousand dollars cash on a truck this month, that wouldn't hit your PL. Um, that would go to your balance sheet. But Pretty much any regular expense, I think, in our company, if it's a piece of equipment less than, I think, it's 2500 bucks, we have it hit the p and if it's over that, it goes to the balance sheet. So um, so the way that works is, you know, when the top-line revenue is just that. That's how much money came in this month. Now, top-line, a lot of people say, you know, revenues for vanity and profits for sanity. Because you could bring in a million dollars this month, but if you have a million and one dollars of expenses, you made negative one dollars. OK, so you take your your top line revenue and then you start subtracting all of your expenses. So like your cogs or you're like going to be typically the first thing on the PL. So your cost of goods sold. How much did it cost you to buy your chemicals, to pay your technicians, to, you know, uh, do all those types of things? Uh, vehicle uh, maintenance, fuel, you know, you name it that would be up there then you're going to look at like okay what it costs for sales you know what's my sales expense you know sales rep commissions this and that you know uh marketing all that stuff would be in there then you're going to go into your gna which is going to be you know probably like in in my business that's my salary because i'm like the general manager you know so um so my salary gets taken out of there and then that's where your admin expense would come from and and you know your your uh lease and and all that stuff. So once you've paid all those things, including yourself, and that's where all the guys that say, well, I profit 50%. Well, I get your point. You know, you're putting 50% of that money in your pocket. But from a business perspective, when we're when we're talking big boy business, you know, and like would your business be sellable? No one's going to pay you a multiple of 50% because you can because they have to hire they would have to hire someone to do the work you're doing. So after all of your expenses, including your pay, is paid out, that money that's left, that's the profit. That's your net. So that's that's literally the last line on the P&L. So that's why the phrase, what's the bottom line, because that's all that matters, that's what where that f- phrase comes from. It's the bottom line on your profit and loss statement. So um, – So that answers that question. So uh, what a lot of guys that, you know, where they kind of get lost on that. Ultimately, if you would just say, okay, what would I pay? You know, if, if I wasn't here, if I didn't work here, you know, if because if you're doing all the work, you know, it seems like your profits real high. If you said, if I didn't exist, how many people would I have to pay to, to keep this company running? And what you would have to do is subtract that from that alleged profit you have. And then that's, what your profit would be in the eyes of a potential buyer so if someone was going to buy your company they would subtract all those those uh employees that you would have to hire and then they're going to give you like maybe a multiple of three maybe um of what's left so i hope that makes sense um -hmm. pest society he says think about your answers ray we're all judging you um he also says there's no way he'd go up against a horse-sized duck they're nasty wild west says he said bobby was hurt now whenever you gave the the wrong answer on the duck question and it does it hurts it hurts that my guests are so insensitive to good decision making when fighting mythical creatures um all right let's see here any other questions for ray and uh and then we're going to get ready, you guys on here on the chat uh actually it looks like there's a lot so i'm gonna have to be picky and choosy so um this is great great radio here folks uh i'm just i'm trying to read comments um all right so mnc power washing says i'm still part-time but using crm and syngem and nice job definitely making it easier things oh it wasn't a question uh thanks for watching um going full-time after this winter awesome good for you bro all right, here's a question. Is the Xjet, Ray, I'm gonna defer to you, I think. Is Xjet okay to hold me over on my four gallon per minute until I can build my soft wash system in a few months? Just ordered one a few hours ago. I think yes. listen, this is an easy answer. Yes, it's good enough. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. We up until about two I've months ago. Used that's it, but we were we were X jetting everything up until about two months ago. We we started downstreaming, uh we found a good downstreamer that works for us, but um yeah. So, Wild West says he goes, "Big Rob just trying to make make his lane wider, so I don't know what that means um so Jason Gribbons he says, "Hey, Ray, Jason with Carolina, clean roof and Con- in Concord, North Carolina. He's a big fan, watches all your videos. We need to meet sometimes sometime he's just twenty minutes away so uh Jason I'm just nice. going to throw Ray's cell phone number in the chat here. don't worry about that uh,
1: Uh, oh Uh, you be surprised i get calls daily from people but i'm a big you know givers gain philosophy type and that's probably from hitting the B. which is another thing guys that are starting your business out get it you got more time than money start networking get Mm -hmm. in the bni groups get in your chamber of commerce get into uh meet up with your local roofers your gutter installers and just you know start rubbing elbows with these guys and don't be afraid to be the person to send them work first you know a couple of uh, my network referral that I have, I've got some guys in there where I sent them three jobs before they ever sent me one. But just keep on sending them because, you know, if you meet a customer that needs new gutters or they need a new roof, send those jobs to your local, um, you know, roofers and gutter installers because eventually they'll say, "Damn, you know," they'll get that feeling of, "Hey, I need to send something back." Absolutely, absolutely so listen to this one ray
0: so i think it's puget power washing here he says i'm 23 i started a year and a half ago i run two trucks now you guys have inspired and taught me so much that's impressive man i don't know where you're at but uh it's awesome very very impressive and props to you um wild west he goes you got to make your print easy to read most people only read at an eighth grade reading level (laughs) i don't know about that last stat but you definitely the concept is uh
1: Legit. depends on the demo, on where you're at yeah
0: <laughs> Jason Gribbins he says hey Bobby wanted to say thanks for saving me hundreds I was gonna pull the trigger on syngem and watch your video with the discount that day love it yeah guys what he's talking about I mentioned it at the top of the show if you're looking at syngem which is a I use syngem for customer retention I don't use it for uh, you know acquisition uh, purposes but it's great to help customers come back uh, what he's talking about go to j n e Jim dot com so like journey of a new entrepreneur dot m.com you can test it out for two months for three dollars for both months and you get 50 credits you can actually send yourself like a whole mess of brownies you can spend three bucks send yourself a lot of brownies and cancel there's no credit card required it's awesome go check it out um wild west says uh, when starting your business get ready to embrace the suck absolutely was that what you said ray was he quoting you on that or i can't remember if that uh if you said uh, that? i
1: don't think that's mine
0: um let's see here all right uh, gotta eat the struggles to taste the success that's extreme power washing that's cool i like that one. Oh, jose says he's in texas yeah so jose if you were like down in like you know uh you know i don't know houston it's kind of a year-round thing down there but uh who knows It's it's kind of tough to say uh doug peabody says dude use this time over the off season to build your brand pass out cards i think he's talking to jose um upscale says come down to orlando florida i'm not sure who's talking to um who, who are you talking to upscale are you telling people to come down here to my market what the hell um let's see here any other questions jose says thanks very much uh, he goes, I am 100% committed, motherfucker. He didn't say the motherfucker part. But he said, I am committed to this business. Uh, I told my wife I feel like this is the one for me, and I'm just convinced. All right, awesome. Um, any other questions? So, Fab Time now it says, good evening, fellas. Glad to finally catch some of this live. Are you- oh, he's not asking. I'm trying to read questions, guys. You're not, you got Ray here. He's, he's, he's ready to talk to you. Um, truth seeker. No. All right. I think we might have a question. Cincinnati Softwash. He says my first year in business and I've done very well. I still work a full-time job that I've been at for 17 years. Holy crap. That's impressive in and of itself. Um, great benefits and retirement. So it's hard to leave, learn so much. Okay. Again, that wasn't a question, but I do appreciate the comments from everybody. So Ray, let's do this, man. Do you have any parting words of wisdom, advice, uh, a a funny joke, anything you want to share with the listeners before we get out of here?
1: No, nothing like that. I mean, you know, I would just like to say, for a lot of guys, if you're going, if you're if you're in the struggle, if you're in some form of depression, or you're you're dealing with a lot of anxiety, get the hell off of social media. Um, social media is 90% hatred. It's, it's, it's a a bunch of BS. So, and then 10% of it, there's tons of value in that 10%. But if you're in a, in a state of doubt, or in a state of like, depression at all get the hell off of social media until you get over that hump and then get back on and then start, because you really have to kind of weave through all the traffic to get to the goods and not saying, you know, social media has been one of the biggest tools for my business and my journey. And it's helped me tremendously. But again, um, that, that 10% is hard to get to when you're not in the right middle space. So I think that that holds a lot of guys back, you know, some guys that are kind of close to me, um, I just see that happen a lot. So I I would like to say that get the hell off social media. If you're, if you're struggling in your business and then get back on afterwards, because there's a lot of value on here. Ray, that might be some of the best uh, advice I've heard on the podcast, man. That's,
0: um, that's good shit. And it's the truth. It's so I've been on a big unfollow tangent, you know, um, because it's like the whole purpose of social media is to like, keep up with your friends you know hey you know especially the ones you're not around anymore and stuff like that and it's turned into just you know a lot of bs and you know i've got sucked into it before and and probably will again but i've what i've what i mentioned at the the beginning of the episode where i said you know i've cut people out of my life that don't add value to it i do the same thing on uh social media
1: you know i just unfollow them it it really is there's it's it's 90% 90% highlight reels and hatred and then mm-hmm. 10% extreme value. So, and, and I'm guilty of it too. Like I, most people are not going to, I see guys say this all the time, man, Facebook's just a whole lot of highlight reels or YouTube's a highlight reel. You're right because who in their right mind is going to go on Facebook and social media and talk about the most horrendous shit because let's go back to what I was saying before. Nobody really wants to read your shit. <laughs> so uh, that includes your you know your down times and your victimization that you might be you know Mm -hmm. going through but um i do want to say that if you're if you're going through something get the hell off social media until you get over it then get back on and then get in that 10 percent. i like it
0: basically guys this is what ray said to you all my friends at washathon last week helped me record this but he's just giving you a big old dose of don't be just don't be a bitch, man. Focus on the good stuff. Cut out the bad stuff. Guys, listen. This is Bobby Walker with the Journey of a New Entrepreneur podcast joined by Ray Notario. Ray, you've been awesome. Guys, I want to just leave you with a couple of thoughts. First off, don't forget. Responsive Bid, Send Jim. They're both awesome. Go to J-N-E, Bid for Responsive Bid. Jim for, uh, for Sin Jim. And most importantly, go to NoBitchZone.com. Get the new Entrepreneur's Toolkit. It's all the systems that we use in our business for the first year. We still use them all to this day with one exception, and that's just because we don't do the flyers like I teach in there because I don't have to anymore because I did it then. I've made the money, and now I do other things. It's easier. Go check it out. You can save 400 bucks just this week. That's going away. 8K Special is the promo code at the checkout at NoBitchZone.com. Guys, You rock ray you rock everybody remember if you're not doing the things that you want to be doing in life you better have a damn good reason for it but if you're not pursuing them there's no good reason for it peace out